Hello again, everybody. It's Taco, and hopefully I am live the way I'm supposed to be. Welcome to our first ever episode of the Wacky Theories podcast, where we connect ordinary dots in wacky ways. As I said, I'm your host, Taco, and tonight we're going to have as a special guest my son, Isaac. But before we do that, I need to tell you a thing or two about the show. You can find us every Tuesday and Thursday night. I'm being texted. You can find us every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 p.m. for our show where we will interview a new guest and connect the dots with some wacky theories. A little word about me. When I was, you might be wondering why I uh, go by the name Taco. Well, when I was younger, back in high school, I used to love to eat at Taco Bell all of the time. And I ate there so much, in fact, I played a lot of sports and I would get hungry. Didn't have much money. Couldn't make much money cutting grass. And uh, I had an account at the Taco Bell, the local Taco Bell. And the manager would actually let me have food for free during the week, and then I would have to pay off my account at the end of the week. Now, I doubt we could get away with that these days because things have really changed a lot. But uh, back then, you could do it that way. Now that I think, think back on it, probably he was just pocketing the money, writing off the food, and then pocketing my payment at the end of the week. But in any event, I got the name Taco, and it stuck, hence the taco. Now. We're going to turn to my son, Isaac, get him in here, if I can figure out how to do it. And I just hit the wrong thing. So, yeah. Isaac, can you hear me? Hello. Hey, there you are. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, man? I am doing well. Just uh, enjoying the wonderful Zoom waiting room. Okay. Well, <laughs> I sincerely hope that uh, that you're on, that everybody's hearing your voice, that they're hearing my voice. <laughs> I have accidentally hit buttons that I didn't mean to hit. So, like, uh yeah, I can barely see the things that I thought I would be seeing, such as a chat. If anybody chats me, it's covered up, but whatever. <laughs> um, so if I accidentally click off on something during this meeting and cut us off, that's my fault. Sorry about that. I guess that'll be the end of this first ever <laughs> episode. Hey, I, I like the, uh, you know, it's the spice of life and yes, uh, you're, you're keeping it interesting. That's what I'm trying to do. So tonight, in no particular order, I'm going to run some theories past you. But um, first of all, I wanted to, to tell you, a, follow up on a story that I was just telling my audience before I let you into the interview. I was telling okay. them how I got my name Taco. Did you know? Uh, I've heard a lot of, I think, theories surrounding this one. So I don't know about the official one at this point. Well, back in 1980, when I was... Uh, I guess I would have been a sophomore in high school. I had an account and I would get food during the week and I wouldn't have to settle up with the Taco Bell until um, the end of the week. And I was, telling oh, okay. the, I was telling the audience that I don't think it would 
that you could do things that way anymore, but that's how it was back mm -hmm. then. Um, interestingly though, um, you know, things really have changed. I mean, for example, uh, looking at my notes, I can't even tell you. I don't even know why I was going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> well, things have changed, I would say, since 1980. That, that, is, that is true. <laughs> I was going to say something about CNN, and I can't even figure out why. I really haven't. I got a lot of practice. Okay, so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Let's just start with the interview of the guest. All right. I am, uh, I am Isaac. You're, you're, uh, I sprung forth from your loins 22 years ago. Okay. Um, you might remember it fondly. I don't, I don't know. Um, well, fortunately it wasn't my loins. So I, I do yeah. have <laughs> fairly fond memories of it. Okay. Although, yeah. although you came, you know, at a crazy hour and everybody had been awake forever waiting for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. they all fell asleep in the waiting room and finally you did pop out at about seven pounds, four ounces, as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's, you know, that's where it all began. And, and from there I've just been, you know, breaking hearts and just, making dough okay well now now i understand um what i was going to say about cnn back in <laughs> okay. okay they they didn't come into existence until 1980 before that it was tbs and mm -hmm. the connection to taco bell there is that the guy that was the manager that would give me the food and not make me pay until later went on to work for cnn afterwards um, okay so, but he was with um, the Turner News Network, you know, until it switched over in 1980. Mm -hmm. um, but the way things have changed is that now everybody's measuring everything. I mean, for example, a short four years later when I was uh, working for Slotsky's, mm -hmm. just making sandwiches, I had a manager that hovered over me all the time and he was making me measure the cheese, measure the meat, you know, <laughs> on a scale before I actually made the sandwich for the customer. So that, that on a, was a, wait on an actual scale. Yes. He, Good his Lord. Was, uh. His name was Jerry. And if you're out there, Jerry, I hope you're like a fan of the show. But um, <laughs> honestly, that scale was a bit much. But so Jerry, Jerry would hover over us and expect us to measure. And if we didn't, then he punished us by making us slice onions and thing, you know, things that were <laughs> no fun to slice. Right. Um, now and now look at the modern times i mean now as i've i think i've told you before a freight train with all that weight has technology where they can tell if just one vagrant has gotten onto the train and let's say he weighs a couple hundred pounds but they have technology that would note mm -hmm. that 200 additional pounds have gotten onto the train and i guess i don't know what they would do though like i'm not do you have any idea i mean what they're they not uh, they're not stopping the train uh hey. so i don't know maybe they have you know on on train enforcers like jerry who you know come through and you know make them chop onions or something like that if they've you know put them to work shoveling coals i mean i guess so but the thing is like that's extra weight if you're carrying around let's say two beefy enforcers and they're let's let's just say maybe they're almost 300 pounds a piece that's 600 pounds that you're lugging around just to stop the poor vagrant who's probably not a solid 200 because you know he's a vagrant after all he's probably right. 140 you're carrying 600 pounds extra to deal with the 140 pound you know trespasser yeah that's that's true uh but i mean it's a train so do they really care about i mean 
do they care so much about the extra weight or is it more just identifying that something is wrong and they don't actually really care about the extra weight because it's it's a train engine and, and it's carrying tons of, like actual tons of and, and tons of, of metal so i i don't think 100 or 600 pounds for that matter really makes it or, or breaks it i mean i wouldn't think so but like maybe it's because these guys spray paint their their logos and stuff all over the cars and maybe that's really what their objection is more than taking the person for a free ride that that is true and and that paint kind of adds weight over time i mean you see how much they tag those things i know I mean, they that, really do. It, yeah so i mean that, there's probably you know a thousand pounds of paint on there from all the all the spray cans <laughs> that they put on <laughs> so that would justify having you know guido one and guido two because they're only right. come in at 600 pounds so yeah, yeah. I, guess it, I guess it makes sense hey actually you know you've said that you've said that word and did you know that that is actually considered a slur nowadays so you know it's 2020 you can't be saying that what emily vagrant? called me out on that what vagrant no guido no oh <laughs> well, <laughs> well now i've said it so you know great yeah. <laughs> okay well um we're gonna one of my theories later that i'm gonna run past you in fact i'll just do it now i mean i am okay. con i'm convinced that the italians are up to something i'm, I'm gonna have to go through my <laughs> like they've got all these different like like dying of Corona, I think is they're they're a little up to something at the moment, but well, you know, yeah, I mean that's a sort of a problem at the moment. But it's not just that. I mean, they, uh, they've got all these different noodles, and I don't know about you, but I don't think they taste different at all. I mean, give me a lasagna noodle, I think it tastes the same, although it's thicker, it's wider, definitely wider than a spaghetti noodle, than a rigatoni noodle, than a you know, name your pasta linguine. How many names? There must be 20 different pasta names, right? Oh, more than that. There's got to be like 50 or, or more. So I have a theory that I can't find. Can you tell <laughs> me why you think, while I'm looking for it, can you tell I, me why they think, you think they would be doing that? Well, I think I think a true Italian chef would, would say that you've probably just been eating, eating, you know, the Kroger brand, you know, uh, pasta noodles and they, they are all made out of the same thing there but a true chef would would make it out of you know slightly different levels of flour and, and egg and you know any any other uh, it's basically what flour and water and some other stuff salt you, i mean so you really mean to be telling me that a truly made by an italian non-guido named person <laughs> um right is like made differently like a, a uh, lasagna noodle has a different composition from a spaghetti noodle? I, I would hope so. I mean, there, there's got to be something that makes up the differential in, in price and, and other stuff for these things other than just the amount that you get. I would imagine there's some content. Or maybe this is the biggest conspiracy theory of all, that there is no difference. They're just all cut differently. And they're, they're charging us at Olive Garden like 20 bucks for, you know, exactly. a $1 thing of pasta. Exactly. That's the kind of cover up I'm talking about because like yeah. maybe they charge you more for the lasagna. They act like the spaghetti's bottom of the line that comes in at $9.99, but if you want to step it up to lasagna, you're paying 14.99 for that. Why? Mm -hmm. A wider noodle made from the same thing. What's up with that? They probably I, give I you Yeah. They probably give you 10 spaghetti noodles to every one lasagna noodle anyway, so you get the total <laughs> noodle amount, but they jack up the price. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, it, that is true. And I think that I really actually think it goes deeper than that. This sort of, I found my theory. Um, 
I think that they're trying to confuse us and trying to shame us because if you don't know all your noodles, if you don't know a good rigatoni from a, you know, linguine, <laughs> if right. you don't, if you don't know that, then you feel a little bit socially awkward. You feel, you know, somehow, you know, not up to par. Right. Mm -hmm. so I think it's a distraction, a way of shaming us. And why would they be doing that? Well, what would they be trying to cover up? Can you think of something having to do with say, oh, I don't know, the attack, the, well, where's the, where's the Vatican? Uh, that's a good question. I don't even know at this point, but <laughs> <You know laughs> some, some island. Yeah. I mean, some, some island out there in the Mediterranean, right? I mean, some I mean, like little. I'm talking about the church, man. The, the Catholic church. Everywhere around me, apparently is, is where they are, but. Man, they're based okay. in like. Italy, right? Rome, right? Are they in Are they in Rome? Oh my God! No, oh, well, is it, it is it Italy or like next to Greece that that they are? I mean, where where are they? And you know, I gotta look this up now. I don't, I don't even know where the Vatican. They're in. Okay, they're in Italy. They're. I mean, they're in Rome. I think. Yeah, they're in Rome. Okay, they're in Rome. Thank you. You they're, really they're messing Rome. me up. You're messing <laughs> up my theory. Now look. Okay. Okay. The Vatican's there. Now, can you think of any, say, oh, I don't know, scandal involving the Catholic Church? <laughs> I, I can think of a couple. So you think, now, was this like a uh, like a pasta cover-up from God here? I mean, I don't think it's from God. I just think, okay, so, so first of all, the Pope, I mm -hmm. think he's a little unpredictable. We saw that recently. What was he doing? What did you see the Pope do recently? Uh... I, oh, the, the woman. Yes. Slapping the woman. Yeah. Yes. He slapped the woman that tried to reach out and touch God. Right. And he just yeah. slapped her. Everybody saw it. See, right? I'm starting to think that that was like an intentional move to try to, you know, I mean, with coronavirus, all the domestic violence is, is going up and, and everything like that. Everybody's stuck at home. So I think that was an, actually like a political appeal that, that he did. It's possible. There. I mean, I think it's a distraction technique. I mean, that was, they got very bad PR for him slapping somebody that was just trying to touch God. Right. I mean, and, she deserved it though. For to anybody who saw the video, I think she got what was coming to her. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, did you, I mean, she's, I mean, okay. He didn't like, uh, we, uh, he didn't manhandle her or anything. I mean, he just you he know, didn't he, body slam her, but he did, he did slap, slap at her. Right. And I mean, I think it was kind of scandalous and clearly the little thing with touching children, you know, in the church and inappropriately touching, let's just say that that's more than a little scandalous to say that. Yeah, well, well, what I'm wondering is I thought the Pope had bodyguards or, or something like that. The, the two people that, you know, we were saying were on the train, wh where were they? I mean, <laughs> cause I, I thought, you know, there would be a lot of people, you know, dissenters or, or just people out there that, you know, would have something against the Pope. I thought he would need protection. That's why he go has the Pope mobile, you know, right. with the bulletproof glass and everything. Yet he's out there slapping women, you know, and exactly. I mean, and so the two people that I can't, you know, let's just call them G. Since I <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the two right. people that I'm calling G uh, should have been there to prevent him from slapping this woman. And, um, and maybe they should have been in the church where some of this touching has been going on. But in yep. any event, all these things have been scandalous, right? So mm -hmm. what better way to distract us and shame us, turn it on us than to come at us with all these different noodle names that we can't even handle 
we don't even know the difference between all these different noodles, <laughs> right? And so right. we feel bad about it, and it distracts us. Anyway. I, you know, I, I do see what, what you're kind of getting at here. And, I mean, I don't want to take this too far, but, like, <laughs> you know, touching people and, you know, like like a wet noodle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So it all ties back. To, I just think it ties to, together. Yeah. You know, it's just, I'm trying to connect the dots here. I'm trying to make sense out of a senseless world. And I'm really hoping <laughs> that this whole episode is like broadcasting and recording as intended and that we're not just having a, you know, another one of our conversations um, as much as I enjoy it. No insult to you. Well, I mean, folks could just watch our, you know, muted facial expressions for the <laughs> next hour and, and they'd probably get a kick out of that. Um, yeah. Speaking you know, uh, what, I wish what I is your hat? Hey, sorry. Check it what out. What does your hat say? What, 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 is what that? show do you think you're on, bro? Uh, I am on wacky, wacky theories, taco talks. No, I think, well, you're talking I, I to taco. Know. You're talking to uh, taco, but you're on the wacky theories podcast, which incidentally is what this hat says. If you look at it, well, I'm trying, but you've got me like minimized in the, like, okay. I, I, I think I, well, no, no, no. You're, you're up. I'm minimized. I think we're, we're cool and i like the hanging taco you have there as well yeah that's, yeah that's nice i was pretty the microphone. got that off amazon yeah and and the brain those are brains in the background right Which, <laughs> yeah. like, okay <laughs> i'm gonna attempt i i think i'm gonna minimize this one little thing i'm scared uh -oh. somehow i maximized oh. the window oh exit full screen okay here we go oh don't oh, do it oh yeah no now i'm seeing i think what i'm supposed to be seeing well, I'm I'm seeing the same thing. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter so much what I see. Oh, hey, I swiped to the, I swiped to the right, and now I'm I'm on the screen with myself. It's, it's... I know that I'm, I'm getting an indication that we're live streaming. I okay. See, I see I, no, I see that. Yeah. I don't see a Zoom notification, so I'm just really hoping that I hit the. I, I have a Zoom notification saying uh, that you are live streaming. <laughs> okay. <so. laughs> okay. Well, like I say, this is the first ever episode of this show. I got to work right. out the kinks. You know, next time around, I'm going to be 100 times better. Um, there you go. Anyway, let me run another theory past you, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, here's the theory. You tell me if you can figure out why. We'll make a game out of this. I say it's just a matter of time before taco shells are sold to us pre-broken <laughs> wait they are already pre-broken because I, I swear every time i reach in the box I, they're they're all broken or i proceed to break every single one getting them yes, out of I mean, the plastic wrap it's true i mean they they have this like really tough shrink wrap that you cannot get yeah. through. you have to and saw I'll, through it and then you break the shells while you're doing it I don't know what's up with that shrink wrap. So is that just a thing between all the taco brands? Because uh, I, every time I try to open it, yeah, it's like, it's completely shrink wrapped. Like I get stuff sent to me shipped through <laughs> Amazon that is way less protected <laughs> yeah. than these taco shells. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, but what you're saying is that they protect them so much and then somehow still they arrive broken when you bring them home from the store. Is that what you're saying? Well, sort of, and or, or they expect me to, to get them out without breaking them. And then at that point I just have glorified tortilla chips that and then, I need and, to cook. And then you get mad and smash them in anger, you know, but actually, yeah. My theory is that if you would be doing yourself a favor, if you did, because we all know, you know, as soon as you bite into the taco, 
it breaks first bite it's inevitable which so i I really think the way of the future is just to sell it to us pre-broken i mean kind of like jeans that are Mm -hmm. you know ripped already what a marketing coup that was they like everybody wanted to wear jeans and then it became fashionable uh to have you know like nice dark blue jeans Mm-hmm. And, and tight fitting jeans and all that. And then more recently, you know, it's like faded, pre faded for us, which means you don't have to do any of the work. You know, and, <laughs> and, and like, pre, and pre ripped. Yeah. Pre ripped. Yeah. And they do you charge- think that saves them like fabric costs at all? Or do you think, do you think they still put the same amount of fabric into it and then rip it? Or do you think they actually build the gene around the fabric <laughs> and save fabric? costs i mean they're charging us more for the rip which is is stupid in my opinion i mean they're giving you less gene yeah i'm not cool either they have it built into the machine which i never really thought Mm -hmm. about this but it's either built into the machine or there's Mm -hmm. some they're employing some person or maybe even you know like a cat or something just to shred things maybe they they sprinkle catnip on the jeans and then the cat Mm -hmm. just shreds it willy-nilly and then they market it you know, that could be true. Well, here, how about this? Maybe uh, the all these taco shells are actually kind of like uh, these companies are scouting for folks that can easily break folks like me. That anytime they they get out the taco shells, they they rip the packaging, they break it. They're they're watching and they're going, "Wow, that is a guy we could employ in the gene factories to to just rip up and destroy the genes." They need folks like me that just can't functionally get a taco. Well, have you applied? Without breaking. I, I don't know where to apply. It's, Any you know. gene company? I mean, Levi's? <laughs> yes, I don't know. That's yeah. a shout out. I, I'd like to say that this video is no way sponsored by Levi's or Guest Jeans. Yeah. <laughs> but it could be. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. Since this yeah. is my first episode. But I mean, I really think with this shout out, everybody buy, buy some jeans and, mm-hmm. and buy Levi's and Guest. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Okay, so like, can you tell me why eight ounce cokes cost more than twelve ounce? I mean, while we're on this same topic of you know like uh, jeans being ripped and do they, mm-hmm. you know, like honestly these little mini things, I kind of like them because I usually don't want more than eight ounces. I admit, right. but like it's five dollars and fifty cents for a for a um, what twelve pack as opposed to like two dollars. For a twelve yep. pack of twelve ounces, what what's going on there? Well, the thing is, you're you're paying for the. I think you're paying for the cans and everything like like that. But but as uh, literally as you get more, it gets cheaper. So if you buy a two liter, it's what ninety nine cents, and you get as much as all those cans. <laughs> yeah, they uh, even yeah, have you three. Pay- <laughs> I think I've seen a three liter bottle before. I yeah, I think I've seen some of the some of the like long, just kind of fat bottles. Now, that's a lot of coke. And that's like 12 cents because I think you're yeah. going to need to save the money for funeral costs after you drink it. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're thinking. Or the insulin shots, you know, all, all that. From That does, you know, that funeral cost thing, that leads me to my next theory. Coincidence, mm-hmm. huh? Um, and before we go there, have you got any kind of a business or a service you'd like to promote? A little plug for your website? Uh-huh. <laughs> Right, right now I, I I don't. But here I'll plug somebody else's business that I was reading about because I I liked the idea. I just didn't think it it helped with everything going on. So I've been I've been quite tuned into you know all the all the 
Corona stuff that's going on. I, I know this podcast is a good distraction from, from a lot of that stuff, but I think you would like this. There is a, a company that is selling uh, cardboard hospital beds, but, oh, man. but, but here's the thing. They actually, so they, they come and they're fo- folded down almost, but basically what they do is they actually double as a coffin so they can completely fold up into a full coffin and then you just ship them right out of there. So I think that's a little, uh, I, I just got to say, uh, it's almost like a negative placebo in a way, because if, I mean, if you told the patient, Hey, get down, like you're never getting <laughs> up from here potentially. Um, I don't know. That just seems pretty, pretty yeah. bad. I, you know what, um, I mean, you know what they're doing? Like everybody's going to say, I don't want that cardboard bed, bed, right? Because we know that they're just going to wrap us up in it and dispose of us, whether we're alive or dead. And so right. we don't want that. And so we're like, I'll pay extra for the, you know, the regular mattress. And that, that's how they make a little extra money. Dang. Okay. But it's perfect but, that you said that because my theory sort of has to do with that. Um, we were talking about, wait, weren't you going to plug your friend? What? Oh, the company, the company you're plugging makes these cardboard <laughs> beds. Yeah, that's that's an actual company, and hospitals are buying them. I, I guess that's it's cheaper because I guess they can get rid of all the actual beds now. Have you, got you know, any, have you got any like insider trading information for me? Like, <laughs> I want to invest in this company. I I don't know who they are or you know the name or anything. It's just uh, you know, that's something to to look out for. Uh, coming to a hospital near you soon. Okay. Well, I think, and this sort of ties into what you're talking about. I think that soon women are going to come to dread Mother's Day. It's just a matter of time. Like, I'll tell you what happened to me this Mother's Day. I okay. went looking for some flowers to buy, you know, for uh, that special woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have any. Cause I didn't get there until the day of, and you know, it's a bit late to be shopping for the mother's day flowers. So when right. I got there, I said, well, I'll take these plastic ones. They said, you can't do that. Those are, those are funeral flowers. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? I've never even heard of it. I didn't know that they differentiated between the, the two. I mean, well, couldn't you just say, okay, well, I'll I mean, take do them. You- Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's what I tried to say, but she said, you can't do that. She said, first of all, like that'll be an insult. And secondly, it turns out they're plastic. So mm-hmm. funeral flowers just means, you know, plastic permanent mm-hmm. so that you put it there. And I guess, I guess what they're really trying to do is encourage you not to go back and visit the grave. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like you put them there and then forget about it for the next 600 years before they decompose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, kind of bad. Yeah, I never really thought about it, but I guess the idea is they don't ever want you going back to the mm-hmm. graveyard. So they give it to you once in plastic, and as it turns out, they have a, like a reinforced, fortified stem <laughs> stem, stem base or something. Mm-hmm. So I think mothers are, uh, you know, it's it's just a matter of time before men figure this out and that it's a lot cheaper to buy the plastic once and forget about it for the next 600 years. <laughs> And so we'll start doing that and then they're not going to be happy about it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just think women are going to come to dread mother's day. Now, interestingly, Memorial day, mm-hmm. I mean, like w- what does that celebrate? Uh, I mean, folks who died in, in exactly. service, I think. And exactly. Stuff. And yeah. what, 
what comes right after Mother's Day. I mean, oh yeah, I guess Memorial Day does. Let's see, come up pretty pretty soon after. Oof. So I think there's some sort of evil connection there. Like maybe a, from a man's point of view, maybe we could just buy the flowers somewhere between Mother's Day and Memorial Day, which is only like it's only two weeks apart or something like that. Mm-hmm. That way you can go either way with them. You know, like give them to that special woman or that special dead woman. Either way, you're covered. <laughs> well, or give them to the, the live woman, then take them back and, <laughs> you know, go use them <laughs> for the other one. Or, or, I mean, I guess you could even start with the other one and then take them back from them. Give well, them- yeah, when, when it comes around for the next year. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, just a theory. Okay, let me run. <laughs> Let's talk about my boy. It's Kim Kim Jong Un. Well, is he? I mean, do we need to talk in the past tense? Is he well, alive? Is he dead? Is he? I don't know. That's kind of what I wanted to talk to you about. I figured you would know. I mean, okay. like he keeps lobbing missiles at people, you know, just to show that he can or whatever. Mm-hmm. Up until the point that he disappeared, and we're going to get to that. Right. But he was just sort of lobbying them frequently towards Japan. Somewhere mm-hmm. over, you know, near them, always falling just a few feet shy of their country to show that they were within his range or whatever he was trying to show, right? Right. Now, where is he now? We don't know. Is he sick? Is he dead? Is mm-hmm. he just partying somewhere? I've heard all of those theories. <laughs> like, like the party thing, because they, they spotted two or three yachts parked. And nobody, you know, there aren't a lot of people in North Korea that have yachts that they right. so like when you see a couple of them parked it just kind of suggests that maybe he's mm-hmm. around and so i've heard the party theory and i've heard the maybe he's dead theory and all these theories right but mm-hmm. i think it all started with dennis rodman you know like dennis rodman goes over there and they hook up their friends because of mm-hmm. the basketball and all that right you remember that yeah how could i forget right and then and of course, Rodman, you know, he's known for his extravagant dress style. Like when mm-hmm. he got married to Madonna, he was wearing a, dre- a, a wedding dress, I do believe. Right. Mm-hmm. So that had to, some of that had to have worn off on my boy, Kim. Right. I mean, he had to have seen. I mean, Rodman probably took at least one dress in his suitcase. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Maybe. And uh, Kim Jong-un saw it, and he was like, you Americans are so crazy. I want to try that. So he probably tried wearing some dresses, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when he did that, I think Japan saw that, and they saw an opportunity. They're like, you know, this guy keeps lobbing missiles at us, and he's getting really close to our beaches, and it's got to stop. Maybe we should approach him in a friendly way and see if we can't persuade him in a friendly way to stop doing this, right? And now he's mm-hmm. wearing dresses. so. Now, Japan, I don't know if you know, but they've, got, they've had a problem recently with the men not being very interested in the women. <laughs> you, you have, yeah, we've, we've talked about that, and it sounds like you covered that. Right. I mean, they're not so interested, you know, just for anybody that forgets. But mm-hmm. they're, you know, the men these days are rebelling against their dads who worked, you know, so hard climbing up the corporate ladder and, mm-hmm. you know, basically had no time for family and children. So now you've got all these uh sons born to fathers that were never present and they're mad about it and so they're rebelling against that they're not working hard they're just staying in their parents um basements and playing xbox and stuff like that but meanwhile Mm -hmm. 
they call themselves herbivores because they're not interested in like wait meat. what i <laughs> okay so well here's the deal i i mean i get i get the name but i didn't know that's i didn't know that's what they were called they refer to themselves as mm-hmm. herbivores because they're no longer interested in meat eating and that's sort of symbolic for interest in women okay they themselves uh are okay deliberately dressing and appearing in an effeminate way and they call themselves herbivores because they're not interested in women and they've said that so japan's population is declining aging Mm -hmm. you know they don't have many young people being born and the women poor things have started chasing after gorillas and stuff (laughs) i mean they keep saying what hot hot the gorillas look to them because they're so macho and unlike their these Japanese men. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think the herbivores of Japan decided, hey, Kim Jong-un is now wearing dresses, and that's something mm-hmm. they could relate to. So they're like, we need to get him over here and talk to him, and maybe we can persuade him you know, from one herbivore to another to stop lobbing missiles into the Sea of Japan. And, you know, it's yeah. kind of hard on tourism. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it hard on tourism? Though, because well, people people love that, that you know that that danger i mean people go visit chernobyl i mean like <laughs> you know and then you know die later so uh, for these folks they go bungee jumping they they do all this i mean wouldn't you want to be surfing out on this on the sea of japan <laughs> i mean if i had to if i had to read you know a eulogy that said you know taco taco died but he died valiantly you know hanging 10 and then and then getting hit you know by by that i mean that's way better i mean that's a great way to die right i mean you get <laughs> maybe i yeah you know i hadn't thought of that okay so you you think then that like japan is somehow trying to encourage him to continue to fire missiles in their direction yeah i actually i actually think that i mean because you know china and japan they've you know they they don't get along very well so i think china <laughs> actually took out kim jong-un because he was helping the, the Japanese tourist industry because they had all these tourists, you know, uh, all these tourists flooding in just wanting just to, you know, go missile spotting out there. See, you know, if they, I mean, what, what better <laughs> way you get some binoculars, you get some, I don't know, some snacks and you, and you just watch and wait to see who gets blown out of the freaking water, you know, out there. I mean, so you think China, China took out Kim, because they were upset with the Japanese tourism industry. Dominic. Yeah, and he, and and he was and he was facilitating it, and they kept telling him. They said, "No, you can't do that." And he said, "Well, of course I can. I'm I'm Kim Jong Un." And they said, "Well, you're not Kim Jong Un any longer." You're, <laughs> and then and then now we're here and we're just talking about him and and we don't know. All right. And actually, I I do think he is dead, and I'll I'll tell you why. Because okay. uh, there Even is despite the yachts. Despite yeah, even despite the yachts, I, I think he is dead, and and here's the reason: because in um, you uh, you know, and I'm I'm on it, but the uh, the virtual gaming platform Steam that dominates the PC uh, gaming player base has one player, or I should say, had one player from North Korea. <laughs> There's one consistent player who spends a lot of money on all the games, like lots of money, and and just 
and used to just play all the time. So basically in their whole map of, of the world and all the people playing, there was one blip at North Korea. And, and since he's gone missing, that, that account is gone. They can't, he hasn't logged in since. So people are saying that that was totally Kim Jong-un and now he's, he's gone. And because he's not gaming anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is there anybody else in North Korea that it could have been? Like, how about Kim's sister? Hmm. So, like, she, she got into office, I guess, and now she just doesn't have time for, you know. <laughs> <laughs> They say she's pretty tough, you know, like, not the friendliest person. So, she might just be, maybe she's not into that same game, though. Like, she doesn't, yeah. um, I don't know. There may be some other yeah. game involving real humans that would be more interesting <laughs> <Right>. to her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so... All right. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe. Well, has has the sister fully assumed power yet, or are they just? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on either. Uh, I don't know. She's like number two in command, but nobody's yeah. told me. You know, nobody's told me, and if right. I don't hear about it, <laughs> you know, right? Then, so. then I mean, nothing's happened yet. Then right. if you so haven't I, heard about it. I, I have my finger on the pulse. If they haven't told me, then you know, it probably hadn't happened. But I that don't is know. true. I. I am constantly amazed by your finger to be on the pulse of some of these things, whether it is the most, you know, random thing out there. You seem to, you seem to know, and I am impressed by that. And that's why you're talking to taco. Mm -hmm. That's why you're talking to taco tonight on the wacky Mm. theories podcast. Now, listen, Mm. here's an example of having my finger on the pulse. This is really happening right now under your nose in Florida. And I hope you're upset about it. You know, these iguanas dropping out of trees. Wait, right? what? You don't know about the iguanas dropping? Well, out of trees? wait, hold up. Were they, uh, were these the people that were getting like hurt from iguanas, like dropping <laughs> on them? And, and like, I thought they, people were getting hospitalized from actually, iguanas was, hitting them. Or was that coconuts? Actually, that's somewhere yeah, else. I think you're mixing the iguanas <laughs> and the coconuts. First of all. Uh, similar. Okay. Well, okay. Let now that you mentioned the coconuts, let me just say I think the statistic is that like eight thousand people a year worldwide die (laughs) by getting hit on the head by a a coconut. See, and as as opposed to the Japanese, you know, beaches getting just nuked. I mean, that's a lame. That's not a cool way to die. I know. Would you? uh, You you got taken out by a coconut. I know. How how could you put that even on your tombstone? I couldn't. (laughs) No. Um. Well, anyway, so, all right, that's the coconuts. But as far as I know, there's no conspiracy or any theory, you know, there. Other, well, I mean, you do have to wonder why somebody would continue to walk under a tree if, like, their great-grandfather, their grandfather, and their father all died from mm-hmm. falling coconuts. <laughs> why does that fourth-generation guy then walk under the tree? I, I don't know. And, I mean, I don't see a whole lot of coconut trees just hanging around most places I so i mean is it like all these abandoned or like these deserted islands that that's what i you know envision. we float by and we see somebody dead with a coconut next to them and we just assume that the coconut must have fallen on their head and not <laughs> that they were trapped out there for like 30 days I don't right. know. <laughs> yeah that's kind of like the covid pandemic you know you got all these doctors saying that it, it's what killed the person even though they had a triple uh heart attack with <laughs> you know and cancer but then they write right. it off as, you know, another, another COVID death. And so, I, you know, you're right, come to think of it. All these coconut yeah. guys, they're probably lying there. So there's probably a broken coconut lying beside them. 
And in fact, it's because they were abandoned for 74 hmm. years on a yeah. deserted Pacific Ocean island and with, with no food and just sharks encircling them. And somehow they survived 74 years before getting hit by a coconut. Yeah. Or, or well, what I'm kind of curious about now is, I mean, you – I'm trying to think how I would need to look up the statistics, but uh, I mean, palm trees are, are tall, but I don't think, I mean, maybe a coconut reaches enough speed to, to hit you and hurt you pretty bad. But I'm wondering how many of these coconut deaths actually had like a bad actor in them. Like, I mean, are, are the, are the bars of Hawaii having these, these bar brawls where people are smashing coconuts into each other's heads? I mean, I, we haven't considered whether, I mean, do they consider that death by coconut? If you, you know, <laughs> You get hit over the head by whatever his name, the guy who did Over the Rainbow. I can't remember his name, but, you know, like anybody <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's a legitimate question. And you said that you're going to look this up somehow, and I'm just wondering where you're going <laughs> to look this up. Well, I mean, I, yeah, actually, I don't, I don't want to have that in my search history. But um, regardless, oh, the uh, – Don't worry about I, your search history. Come on. But I, well, I don't want to – like look up what velocity does a coconut need to reach to kill somebody i mean they say like if you drop a penny off the empire state building and all that it'll you know cut through somebody but a coconut i mean i, I don't know i don't know if you ever do look that up then you're so vulnerable to somebody like me coming around yeah. and you know like killing somebody that's important to you and then just leaving a coconut lying around and then they're <laughs> gonna find in your search history that you were looking yeah. for coconut uh, velocities and researching just how fast it has to be going <laughs> yeah so that's that's why i'm not going to look it up here and you have me on record you know, <laughs> okay, saying okay. That it wasn't me <laughs> the glove does not fit and you know all right well back me. to the back to the iguanas because you scrambled coconuts and sorry iguanas, yeah. yeah so the iguanas keep falling out of the trees like in miami all right and i actually was the one that theorized and you may have heard me say this at some point that mm -hmm. somebody was causing them to fall on certain people does this ring a bell this this sounds somewhat familiar i just are they i can't remember are they dying and then falling out of the tree or uh, are they just are they just falling they're just falling and the reason that was supplied to us mm -hmm. was that it was just too cold for them and they get kind of numb and just fall out of the tree. And after about three days of lying on the sidewalk, they wake up and go scrambling off into the bushes. That's what we were told. And my question is, when's the last time you got so cold that you fell down in Miami? Yeah, that is true. I mean, they, they are warm blooded, but it's, it's Miami. I mean, I mean, they come from central America. That's half of central America is already in Miami and that's really not, it's really not very far away either. Right, right. So, so yeah. why are they coming here and supposedly dropping out of the trees? Frankly, I don't believe it. So here's my theory. Okay. Mm -hmm. First of all, what do you have in what do you have in Florida? You got a bunch of retirees, right? Number one yeah. retirement state. So you got a bunch of old people. Let's just face it. Most of us can't. I mean, I would like to retire young, but you know. Probably won't. Yeah. So most people that are, have retired or are about to retire, moving to Florida, they're old. Mm -hmm. And old yeah. people tend to be more conservative. So they probably tend to be Republicans. So let's just, okay. let's just be honest here. You got a bunch of old Republicans walking around down below. And don't you find it a little suspicious that these iguanas keep landing on their heads? 
and like killing potential voters? You'll right. have to ask what what's his name, DeSantis, down there. Well, so you gotta, think it it was him that's that's doing no, this? No, I think it's Pelosi. I think Pelosi somehow, and I don't know how, but she's right. persuading these iguanas to fall out of the trees and wipe mm-hmm. out some Republican voters. Now, I because DeSantis is a Republican, right? <laughs> Wait, hold up. Is he? Yeah, he's. A, I think he's. A yeah, Republican. yeah. He, okay. Yeah, yeah. He is. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. I yeah. Think, you're right. You're right. That's, so I think I don't know how Pelosi's doing that, but I think that's mm-hmm. her plan is to wipe out, you know, Republican voters. And I think he's he's had a brilliant response by sending the prisoners into the swamps to round up the pythons. I mean, he's basically fighting fire with fire mm-hmm. uh, because those pythons, you know, they get to be like 20, 30 feet long. Yeah, that's how is he allowed to send prisoners in python well do they volunteer themselves for this excellent question good that you asked the taco um (laughs) they don't it's they're not forced okay so the people that go into the swamps come straight out of the prisons but it's offered to them as an opportunity because they only make in florida like eight cents a day for you know prison labor if they choose to work now they don't have to work but if they want to make some money eight cents a day is what they get Doing Man, that's like that's like four times more than like the sweatshops, though. I mean, that's a good deal. Well, it's better than sweatshops, but it's still not so great. And right. <laughs> if you're willing to go track down the pythons in the swamps, it's mm-hmm. like 20. If I recall, it's like twenty five dollars for the first six feet or something like that. And then mm-hmm. it's like a few bucks every foot thereafter. So if you you know, if you capture just one uh, python that is say 20 feet long Mm -hmm. you know you're getting maybe i don't know over 50 dollars or something that's a lifetime's worth of income you're getting a huge amount far more than the eight cents an hour that they would have been paying you if you're working in the laundry room right so Mm -hmm. and if you get a female python who's either pregnant or at least protecting her little nest of baby pythons if you can Mm -hmm. like prove that somehow and i don't know how you prove that but if you if she's pregnant or something it's worth like an extra 25 bucks because you know on the theory Mm. that she would be you know threatening the everglades by multiplying out of control which is what's happening with the pythons so desantis Mm -hmm. seeing what pelosi was up to seeing the republican numbers dwindle as the iguanas take out voters since sends the prisoners and let's just be honest the prisoners are probably Democrats, <laughs> right? I mean, don't you think? Maybe. I mean, they're in Florida, so, you know. Yeah. I mean, the people in prison are people that have fallen, let's say, through the cracks of society, and now mm-hmm. they're relying on all these social programs to get them back on their feet, as a general rule. Right. And so yeah. they're Democrats. And he's sending them into the swamps to get eaten by the pythons, you know, and I, I think it's brilliant to mm-hmm. counter the iguana problem. That is true. Now here's an actual, well, not to say that your theories aren't actual theories. I mean, they're, they're all, by God, almost grounded in fact by the, you know, just the amount of, of coincidences here, but there's, there's a pretty popular theory that um, the birds aren't real and have, 
well not have never been real but that uh all birds yeah all birds so people are saying that birds are actually robots and basically machines made by the government spying on us mm-hmm. um and we may have some viewers out there that that believe that um and that's why they they land on power lines they're they're recharging that's why (laughs) that's why we had corona in the first place so the government could change the batteries and the you know the other birds uh, because nobody's out in the streets but what but you know forget about the birds are the iguanas (laughs) real because i've never seen inside an iguana or i've never seen an iguana bleed you know i've never seen any of this i I don't know if there's wires in there i don't don't know what's going on so if because yeah i mean as you were saying there it's it's too warm. They, there's no way they're just getting cold and, and just <laughs> dropping out of the trees. I mean, good Lord, if you've ever been to Miami, it's like an iguana's paradise. It's, it's hot, humid, exactly. it's miserable. And that's that, what they love. And that's so, why, uh, what's her name? The singer from Miami, Gloria Esteban was so popular, right? I mean, she was hot and humid and steamy just yeah. like the iguanas. <laughs> and like, she came right out of like Miami, right? Yeah. So there's no yeah. way like, can you imagine Gloria Esteban just falling over dead on, on the stage because she's so cold <laughs> and she lies there for three days and then the concert resumes? Of course not. Never happened. No. Well, you might be right. Okay, so the iguanas maybe need a recharging? Well, maybe not even. That. Well, I'm just, I mean, possibly, yeah, but I'm just positing whether they even have existed or not as an as an actual animal. I'm, I don't know. But well, I mean, they could need recharging <laughs> somebody's landing on top of these republicans that's real yeah that is real and and we look at the facts on this show well we do and then then we connect the dots that's what we're all yeah. about. You know, <laughs> we, you know i i really value my listeners and um you know come to think of it if anybody's attempted to chat me i have not even i don't even know where that window went but you're still valued I nope. am. Wow. What did I do with that window? <laughs> I'm scared to click if I, all right, I'm going to click on here goes. Okay. Man. I believe in you. Oh, it came up. There's probably nice. like chats waiting for me. Do I want to enable stuff? Yes. Okay. Now if you're out there and you're listening, cause I see that somebody, <laughs> <laughs> somebody is, if you want to like shoot me a chat, a, text wow i think i closed that by accident can you see that can you see the text you can't see that can you okay no no I, I only get a only get a call okay well here's the deal um while we're on lizards and iguanas and things like that i think it's the mm-hmm. perfect time to talk about this new tegu lizard have you i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right it's t-e-g-u tegu tegu okay um apparently is invading georgia and it's so invasive that they have told us to shoot them on site. <laughs> okay. I mean, they tell us to shoot on site a lot of that's what things I'm here. But <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, here we are in Atlanta where we don't, I mean, we do shoot each other, but usually for, it's more deliberate somehow. I don't know. What's the, what am I looking for? I mean, there's more of a criminal intent, whereas outside of right. Atlanta, it's kind of just sport or something. <laughs> just it's just the most dangerous game instead of you know right like 
So I'm wondering if like the people that urged us to shoot these things on site. Now, I, I'm mm. not quite sure. You can help me with the theory here. It's either the gun control people because they figure you'll shoot at a tegu lizard. He'll be so fast. You'll miss him. You'll hit some kid. And then there's another case, another reason why guns <laughs> should be controlled. Right. Right. Or you got the pro second amendment, you know, people saying maybe they planted these things saying they're so invasive. We, we should all be an armed citizenry um and you know mm -hmm. we need our guns like can you help I, me with this? yeah I, I can see both sides of it on on that um I'm, I'm trying to think have you seen one of these lizards yet no. here let me let me look up a picture of one of these because uh unless uh i mean i haven't seen any of these and i'm a georgian resident yeah i've i've never oh and these guys are pretty big too Shoot, did you did you see how big these guys are? No. I've never like, seen one. They're like dog size. You're kidding me. I mean they're they're pretty big. Hold up. I mean there is I have not seen any of these around. <laughs> see? I mean they're they're huge. These these guys are actually like It's like a dog okay. sized lizard? Okay, it's like a small dog. Uh, longer longer it's basically like ramsey but slightly smaller <laughs> no, uh, ramsey so, would be your dog <laughs> yes yes so yeah not <laughs> uh but um yeah i'm on the georgia wildlife website right now and, and they're talking about all this uh i mean yeah see, what can you do if you uh see it it says uh you can report it or you can basically shoot it that's um, what i'm talking about yeah so who would have who would have brought these things uh I mean, governor kemp he's kind of a second amendment guy isn't he? like maybe he figures if he brings the lizards then we all need a gun to shoot them on site well here it says that they're native to brazil paraguay uruguay and argentina so okay. uh i mean this could be some i mean these could be like the the escobar animals finally making their way over here no, or something be. like that i mean because there's no way they just walked up from argentina oh. oh yes there is i think we've seen a few caravans make their way up <laughs> and there was no problem was there? but they're not a they're not a tegu a, a tegu i mean i don't think i mean who's hmm. not the people climbing over the wall <laughs> or just walking around it since we you know we have sex yeah well we really don't have a whole right. wall yet but right so we're working on it yeah, yeah you have a few miles and then you just basically walk around the part where it stops but anyway i haven't seen that to be real problematic so i'm wondering yep. if um you know well th they have a paragraph here that says that you can take it in as a pet um and they're actually pretty popular in the pet trade. And then the next sentence says that you're welcome to, to just kill them on site. So <laughs> I'm seeing definitely the, uh, the two parallels here so maybe, because uh, maybe yeah. they're trying to desensitize us to murder, or maybe this has something to do with people being either for or against the death sentence, the death penalty. You think so? Well, if you get that, it all to, ties back to. Well, if you get used to death, just like killing one of these things all the time, then life, you know, ceases to have meaning, and therefore, you would be more likely, I guess, to impose the death penalty if you were a juror, because you've just been killing, taking yeah. lizards, you know, right and left. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't know. These Teggies are kind of cool. I, I like them. They got pretty long tongues, just giant tongues. But um, so you know, and you know who else has a giant tongue? That, do I, wait, do I really want to know this? No, you know. I mean, Kiss. Oh yeah, I mean, Gene, come on, Gene, Sim- Gene Simmons. Yeah, yeah. So maybe. Oh, just you think maybe Gene Simmons is the one that brought these things. Well, I don't know, or maybe. Maybe like the you know the Georgia wildlife mistook like a, a concert of Gene Simmons as as thinking that there were tegus out there or something like this, and they're like, I saw him because they are they're they've they're <laughs> they're white with black spots all over them. Their outfit was kind of like a like white like, face paint with black like like stars kiss. and spots and stuff. Yeah, like so I'm starting to think. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm starting to think they they saw a videotape of of Gene Simmons and thought, by God, I've it's Gene Simmons out there, and the Tegus saw it and they're like, I found my calling, and they've they're making <laughs> their way here because they got the tongues and the makeup is not a problem. They're already you know they look appropriate, now, right? Gene Simmons, I don't think there's a lot of people that would just shoot him on sight, to my knowledge. <laughs> I hope not. So but tag- I don't know. So maybe these tagus are making their way here for the next almost like Woodstock style of festival uh, <laughs> where, yeah, you know, they're going to just rock out and he's just going to, eh, you know, out there with them. <laughs> so he's he's like their leader? Oh, you're saying Gene Simmons is kind of like their, their leader that they look up to and they're coming for him? Maybe. I mean, does Gene – well, here's here's the question. Does he have a grill at all or anything like that from your grill maker? Because he could be sending out those signals to the Tegus, and they're, ah. they're coming in. So I, I take it you're referring to Johnny Dang, and the mm-hmm. he's the one that manufactures all these grills that the stars are wearing, like Katy Perry wearing a million-dollar grill, mm-hmm. and uh, some of the others, a lot of the rappers. Um, I guess that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. And you think that Gene Simmons – somehow is is what <laughs> well he, so he got a grill but instead of the usual controlling everything somehow it got miscalibrated and instead it's calling <laughs> all these tegus from argentina from brazil i mean all these places where that you know they shouldn't be coming from but they're making their way up and uh you know just just like everybody else making their way up here so <laughs> <laughs> so they just okay so it's kind of like a caravan they see they see that yeah. there's a flow coming northward like the caravans mm-hmm. yeah. and then they just sort of blend in naturally because i mean there's really no difference between say gene simmons and your standard mexican i mean they look <laughs> pretty similar so then everybody just blends in and they come on up <laughs> oh, god. oh god i knocked over my camera <laughs> Uh, sorry, the the Gene Simmons and the the oh that one got me. Okay, sorry about that. Here, let me let me reset this. Uh, Didn't mean to knock you over. Yeah, no, no, no I, uh, I let started. Me just, that's gonna oh God, end what up did on I do. That's gonna end up on Instagram, by the way. That's part yeah. of my marketing technique is to take a, the best clip, and that may have been it. Uh, that, that might be it because I don't think I can get this stand to function again. I I sent a part flying, and I don't know where it it went. Uh, that's slightly problematic. <laughs> Do you want to? If I, if I really had my stuff together, which I don't, um, <laughs> I would play the little uh, logo. Uh, you know, just let the audience hear about thirty seconds of my podcast theme song, and 
screen share the logo while you search <laughs> desperately for the phone stand. But no, I think I think I'm good. If if this camera is slightly sturdy enough, I'm holding it, uh, and I got I'm in a position where I think I can keep it, you know, pretty pretty straight. Well, but you're gonna have to hold it the entire time. Oh yeah, I mean I don't you know foresee this going on like two more hours and if i do you know you can pay for the chiropractic bill okay so with with all the viewership you know i don't moolah i don't want you to have to hold the camera for however long we talk i mean is no, there, this, this can't is you good. Prop, I, it, prop it against something i mean don't you well, have a girlfriend or something you could prop it against <laughs> oh hold up hold up uh I think I might see how this propping. Ah, okay. Hold up. I see how the propping mechanism works. It's, it wasn't broken. It was just uh, <laughs> kind of messed up. So I wish I could edit this part. Right. Out, there we go. Since we're no, we're, we're we're back. Okay. Um, I see that nobody has. Oh wow! I, I lost my live follower. <laughs> that sucks. It's because I dropped the. Yeah. I dropped the camera. Yeah, they're like He's, disgusted. <laughs> Yeah, he said, I thought this was a professional show, and uh, either I they're, proved. They're either totally not there. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? Well, anyway, let me move on to the next theory here. Um, again, I need your help here. So okay. I was driving down the highway the other day, which you can actually do right now because of the virus. There's, like, much less traffic. Normally in Atlanta, you wouldn't move, and, you know, you know how that yeah. goes. Okay, well, these days you can actually get a little velocity. And I was going down the highway, and I look over at the sound barrier. Okay, you know those mm -hmm. things they build to keep the, I guess it's, I don't know. I guess it's to keep the sound in or out, and maybe you can help me with that. But Wait, are those actual sound barriers? I thought some of those were used for terraforming purposes and the, the land and keeping dirt back and things like that as well. Are they completely for sound? They're sound. My understanding hmm. is that they are, they're supposed to be controlling the sound, you know, like sound pollution. So and, like for neighborhoods, neighboring exactly. the highway, it's not so terrible. Yes. So since I was going about 30 miles an hour, which is you know, about as fast as you ever go in Atlanta traffic, right. <laughs> I had a chance to look a little more closely at the sound barrier and mm -hmm. it has a, it has doors periodically. It has like a door, yeah. like a bedroom door, you know? Yeah, and you so can I'm go straight through. Uh, so I'm wondering who's that door for? Like, if you're driving, you're not exactly getting out and going through the door. And if you're on the other side in the neighborhood, you're not exactly coming through the door and getting run over on the highway. So who's the door for? <laughs> well, okay, how about this? If you, they say that it's pretty dangerous for you to sit in your vehicle on the side of the road they tell you to get back so maybe those doors are for people who popped us yeah, popped a tire you know engine broke broke whatever and it's actually for you to exit the highway and you step behind the barrier and now you're not going to have these psychos out there actually like swerving towards you because they see you you know that's actually a very reasonable theory but i think it's totally wrong <laughs> let, me, let me just tell you mine Okay. <laughs> I think you're going to agree that mine makes a lot better sense than that. I mean, right, that was right. bordering on ridiculous compared to <laughs> what I'm going to pop. Right. Um, okay. I'm thinking, I don't know if you've ever heard of like those Guatemalan worry dolls. Dolls. I actually got one by accident. I didn't ask for it, but I ordered something from Amazon. I don't remember what. And it came with a and, 
complimentary <laughs> Guatemalan worry doll and a little. What the heck did you? Yeah, you know, I don't even want to know. I, I, I don't really wanna... don't. It was like a microphone or something for this podcast. I, why it came to the worry doll? I mean, maybe they were actually thinking how worried I would be to go live, which I was uh, pretty nervous as I screwed mm. up uh, right and left. <laughs> um, still hoping that this is recording properly, but anyway. Uh, I'm sure it's fine. Okay, so so the worry doll came with this little card that described what it was for, and it turns out it's for little Guatemalan girls. You know, when they're worried, they just um, put this thing under their pillow, and the idea is when you, if you think about all your worries as you go to sleep with this little doll under your pillow, then when you wake up, they're all gone. It's like the worry doll took your worries away. It sounds like you would have more nightmares because all you're thinking about <laughs> right. is all the things that stress you out. Right. I mean, before you sleep, I, mean, I know what kind of evil plot is this? It's like they want you to focus <laughs> on the very worst thing that never happened to you <laughs> just before you go to sleep. Yeah, that's that's rough. It is that, rough. That is rough. Yeah. And how did Amazon get a hold of this, and why did they send it to me? Right, unless it was because they thought I'd be worried doing my podcast, and you know, that's true. I ordered a microphone and. Um, yeah. well, the reason I mentioned that is because I think that there's some sort of a little man behind that door with the sound barriers, kind of like the Guatemalan worry doll. And what he does is he comes out at night and he lets all the bad sound and all the vibrations and all the road rage negativity that's accumulated on the road during the day. He lets it through the door and he sort of sucks it up into him. And then he closes the door and goes back to sleep and we're ready to resume with our drive right. miserable lives the next day as we sit in traffic and get frustrated and angry all over again. Well, then why don't they just leave those doors open at all times? So he's just constantly because I mean, for any viewer that has ever gone through Atlanta, it's a miserable experience. So why, why they don't hire some more, you know, worried dwarves or whatever, you know, you have behind that door. I don't know. And in fact, you should be even more worried because I'm sure you saw uh, that uh, you don't have to take a driver's test anymore I in saw Georgia. That. You, 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 you can get it on parent recommendation and you should know better than any other person that you could just forge your parents' recommendation <laughs> signature, right? I mean, I, I think... Yes. Now, I'm not going to respond to that dig where you suggested that maybe I would forge my parents' signature. But right. I'll say this. You're behind the times on your information, bruh. You have they to, redacted Yes, that? they have. They came oh, out, thank God. Turns out, I forget how many thousand, maybe 30,000 kids took advantage of it. And they had, their, they had their license and everything. And you actually have to execute. Tell me you didn't knock your stand over. No, no, no. We're good. Just my water. Okay, so water is now... <laughs> No, I, my water was pretty much empty, so we're we're good. Okay, so, um, uh, here's the deal. About thirty thousand kids, I think, in Georgia, took advantage of this little program that said that you could get a parent's affidavit, or actually, if you were if you were old enough, you could do it yourself. But that kind of begs the question because these were for kids <laughs> that need like right. a learners. <laughs> So, anyway, so whose whose idea was this? Is is what I need to know. And well, here's the deal: if you were a minor, then you had to have a parent cosign this affidavit. Oh wait, uh, somebody. Um, no, that's just mine. <laughs> I thought I'd been texted. 
it was just my own automatic text going out to the world. Um, wow. What's up, world? Take a look at my, you know, feel free, anybody, to text me. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, they revoked it. They said, you know what, bad idea after all. And um, as the virus is, you know, now we're, we're easing the restrictions of the lockdown and therefore kids need to get back in that car right up mm -hmm. next to the instructor who, of course, doesn't want to be next to some <laughs> coughing, you know, 15-year-old. Um, and then, you know, you have to get the test mm -hmm. and all that. Um, and I don't even know why we were talking about that, but I will say. Well, because it was about I, I it was about the the anger door, you know, thing. And then because <laughs> that's that itself probably caused a lot of anger in <laughs> these drivers. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, because created you know. future road rage. Right. I mean, can you imagine what that person's going to be like? That'll be like a super rage because not only did they start earlier with their rage than anybody else, um, but also they're just pissed because they had their privilege like taken away from them. And now that they've finally gotten their license, they're out there and they're just mad. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm glad those doors are there. Maybe that person can go through the door and just get out of my way. I don't know. Or maybe I run through the door to get away from that driver. Either, either way, they're versatile. All right. Next question for you. Can you tell me mm -hmm. why when you reach into a bag of Starburst, it's like 85% of them are cherry? No, but you make a really good point. Um, have you noticed? I, I have noticed because I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the, of the cherry. None of us are. <laughs> and Nobody fact, likes them. This, this yeah. predates you, but... Back in when I was younger, they were telling us that red food dye was dangerous. It would cause cancer. And it was like they even took red M&Ms out of the package for a while. You couldn't find a red M&M. And it was this food dye cancer thing. And now what does Starburst do? They like flood us mm. with red cherry Starburst. And, you know, none of us even like that fake cherry flavor. So what is up with that? Hmm. Okay. So here's an idea. So Starburst, because so everybody gets them. We eat through all the other good flavors, like the lemon, you know, everything like that. The ones everybody likes. And, and then, so we have all these, I mean, we have all these left over, right? So um, we eat a couple. We try to brave through the 70%, you know, of the bag left of cherry. And we're like, this, I can't do this. This sucks. So what do we do? We throw it away and go, go buy more Starburst. What I'm thinking is that uh. they go and retake like take back recycle the the ones that people have been throwing away because nobody's been touching them so yeah, they they have an actual overabundance they probably haven't made a single cherry flavored one <laughs> in like 30 years because we're still coasting and i mean there's probably like four people out there in the world that just love them but i mean they haven't needed to make a single you know one since then well, they've gotten smart. Now they've come out with these duo flavors. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, some of that. I don't like those, actually. But they it's like a double. It might be a yellow and red put together half and half side by side all into one Starburst. You've seen that? Yeah, and, and that's their way of using the all the excess stock that they've accumulated. They, they realize that if we give them just enough, just this half of the flavor they like, they'll they'll deal with it. And they'll, you know, they'll eat through the rest of it. I think that's I, I think that's what it is. Now I did 
wonder if the American Indians didn't have something to do with this. <laughs> okay, wait, you lost me. I mean, they lost me there, but well, they're just a little reddish in their hue. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean anything. Okay. I don't mean anything, you know, racist there. I'm just because uh, I'm kind of whitish, right? And you're kind of whitish. Yeah, yeah. Like they're kind of reddish. So like, there's no problem with that. But I'm wondering if they're somehow behind this Starburst thing, because there's red Starburst everywhere. Hmm. You know, I actually think that I knocked my camera off again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, I actually, um, I think that um this all ties back to the old people in florida because uh we we have all those old people in florida and what comes around once a year is halloween right and that what have what have all the statistics say they say that kids do not like chocolate candy they actually love this fruity candy but okay. they don't necessarily like these red starbursts but you know they're too young or too stupid to know better so actually what they're trying to do is because uh, it's expensive to get Halloween candy. You've, you've been out there. I mean, it's like if you try to get enough candy to supply in the neighborhood, you're 40 or 50 bucks in <laughs> to it. Or, or you could buy these bagfuls of Starburst that people hate that are like $3. And then you, you fill up your bowl, you know, of candy with that. And, and then who cares how much the kids take or how much you give them? So you can, you can cheaply feed the masses of, of all these kids that are coming through ungrateful with this Halloween candy. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. And I think that's what I'm going to do. Cause I bought a bag of Starburst lately and I, I like the ones that aren't red, but now I'm looking to get rid of that other 90%. Save them for Halloween. Save them for Halloween. I mean, it's, it's May now, but you know, does a Starburst go bad? I don't, I don't no, know if they do. They're made of. The thing. They don't ever. Yeah. They're made of something that. Like Ublek or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not biodegradable. No. <laughs> okay. Are you familiar with Takashi 69? Uh, you mean 96? Well, right? I mean, for the best joke that you've ever <laughs> made, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to assume that our audience hasn't heard my theory yet on how he, I mean, he could easily protect himself from all these people that would kill him because, mm -hmm. of course, he ratted the gangs out and now they're looking for him. And, of course, he's on house arrest doing videos for all the world to see. So I don't know how hard he's really trying to hide. Um, but anyway... Um, you know, that's pretty easy. Change your name yeah. to 96. Nobody will ever find you. No. So, but there's more. It's not, it's not just that. That's an extra bonus tip for my listeners. Anybody wondering how he can, you know, hide himself. He doesn't need witness mm -hmm. protection. It's just 96. No brainer. No. Um, now, did you see his most recent video? No, but actually I almost did. I uh, I saw you I, on you a YouTube recommended to me a a live like a live video. I guess it wasn't live, but it was a video that had been filmed with within the past couple hours of of me getting on YouTube for that of him. And I just I thought about your joke. I thought about him, and then I realized I'm not going to click on this. And then I scrolled away. Well, you should have you should have because you know what you would have seen. I I really don't know what to. Expect with with him. Okay, well, first of all, he's usually multicolored. He's got lots of rainbow action going on in his hair. 
Yeah, he looks like a starburst. He's totally, he's totally yeah. like a starburst. Like if you yeah. were to throw a bag of starbursts at him, you wouldn't even be able to find any of them because they would blend in. <laughs> what? Find a six nine and a and a haystack of of starbursts or something exactly. like that. You know. Now, what got him into trouble was really ratting out the gangs because he was involved in gangs, and you know, then he was out perpetrating crimes right. on behalf of whichever side of the Crips or the Bloods or whatever that he was <laughs> on, right? And mm -hmm. now, then he got let out because of the virus, and they said, you know, you can stay at home for the remaining two months of your sentence on home arrest with an ankle bracelet on. So he started filming a video, and somebody spotted him from, like, their patio because he, <laughs> he's, like, hanging out the window doing all this filming and stuff. Anyway, then they put it online. Hey, I, I think I just saw six nine, and it's really uh, not. Uh oh, it's really not nine six or whatever. So yeah, he's. They know where he is. Now, meanwhile, this is really all an aside. What I really meant to talk about was, if you had seen the video, you would have seen there's an excessive amount of twerking going on in there. Like it's from start to finish, it's like one big twerk with okay. a bunch, just a bunch of booty. Okay. His like, or no, thankfully. Oh. <laughs> Thank God. Thankfully, hey, I don't know. I don't know what he learned in prison. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, it's, I not, mean it's not his. He's got all these. Do do women really? Okay, wait. Do they really want to be with the snitch though? I mean, well, I would hope not. But I mean, does he have the money still? I, I maybe I guess. I'm assuming he's still got money. I or well, I mean, he probably owns like a fifty percent stake in the Starburst Corporation. Yeah, you know, he, so he's got enough money to get frequent hairdos. I mean, since he's done that video, he changed it to blonde on one side and multicolored on the other. That's he wasn't even like that in the video. So he's got enough for haircuts. I guess he's got how, some money. Yeah, how do you get a good haircut in prison? Uh, you know, I mean, are there, uh, who do you get it from? Are, do they have like a state hired barber that does it for you? Or I, I mean, I guess if you put two shanks together, you end up with like a yeah. pair of scissors. Yeah, that's, so, that's I mean, true. There's probably a few people that could create some scissors and give you a haircut. I don't know that I would ask for the shave. <laughs> but, but uh, um, yeah, so, okay. Well, in his video, there's a there's a huge amount of twerking going on. And at first, you just think, oh, that's a lot of twerking. And big butt. Lots of big twerking butts in that video. The entire, from start to finish, it's just a lot of butt movement. And it becomes okay. mesmerizing. It's kind of like staring at the ocean. It's like <laughs> you see all these big waves, and it starts to mesmerize you. And it got me thinking. <laughs> Maybe that's on purpose. Maybe he's either mesmerizing us on purpose or like to try to get us to fall asleep and then he sneaks out of there because they've figured out where he is and he needs to get mm -hmm. out of there. Or maybe it's a way of showing a gang sign. You know, I could swear the more I looked at all the twerking butts, the more I was pretty sure that there were some symbols in there coming at me like in wave form. <laughs> I think he's throwing mm. gang signs through the twerking like butts. Subliminal twerk messages or I something so. like that. I mean, you'll have to watch it, but you tell me mm. if you don't see... You know, like, like some gang signs in there. Well, maybe you could, I mean, you might be able to like Morse code with the clap of, you know, each. So maybe you are getting subliminal messages through this that he's saying, you know, well, I don't know what he's saying, but well, he something. might, 
he probably needs to communicate with somebody to like come get him out of that building because now oh, okay. he's been spotted. So maybe he's trying to like just communicate with somebody on the outside to give them instructions of how to, you know, like El Chapo or something. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. monitoring his communications. He can't just say, Oh, send a subway tunnel right under my jail cell. He can't do that. Right. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, maybe um, this is six nines way of sort of telling everybody come get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It's an exceptional amount of twerking. You really need to check it out. <laughs> That does sound like a lot of twerking. All right. Now tell me this. Who, who is it that determined that an appropriate serving size of white cheddar cheese Cheetos is 32 Cheetos? Because that's what it uh, said on the package the other day. I bought some and it said, you know, serving size 32. Like who decided that? Are those are those like the puffs, like the big puffy Cheetos? Does that matter to your analysis? Well, did you buy a big bag or did you buy like a small <laughs> Does little bag? Does that matter to your analysis? Well, if it's a small bag, I don't even know how you fit 32 Cheetos in there to begin okay. with of the right. puffy. So it was a big bag, right? It was a big bag that it seated 32 in number. Okay. And, and there were, were there only were there only 32 puffs in there? No. There were at least five servings in there. Okay. Actually, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it then. was a lot. I was surprised. Yeah. Because, uh, and actually, I learned, I learned about why these chip bags have so much air in them. It's actually not air. The, these companies are actually filling the bags. I think it was with nitrogen gas. Um, so it's actually not air that's filling these bags. They, they, stuff them full of nitrogen gas to actually prevent them from going stale. Oh, wow. So that's, that's actually the reason why all these bags are like inflated to the max um, and have so few chips in them. But back to, back to your point, I, I, now you're thinking about it, but uh, yeah, apparently it's not just regular O2 that's in there, you know? Wow. Um, yeah. The more, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm starting to think that's just an excuse for them to give us less chips. But uh, but for the actual uh, serving size amount on it, um, I would argue that 32 of those is probably well over what you should probably eat in one sitting so or who, any of them. So who determined that 32 is a serving size and why are they doing this to me? And what are they going to do to me if I eat 33? I mean, it's like <laughs> Mark. Well, you don't want to find out. Is, you don't want to find out. Is Mark Zuckerberg going to find out and, you know, sell that information to somebody through Facebook if I eat 33? Maybe. Or Chester the Cheetah or whoever is going to come and, you know, do something. Is there a guy named Chester the Cheetah? Yeah, he's the, no, Chester the Cheetah. He's the, he's the mascot. He's he the, is? Yeah, knew, he's the mascot. He's on like half the bags. I knew a wrestler named Chester the Cheetah. <laughs> I thought. Wait, no, he's the mascot for for Cheetah or Chester or che Chester Cheeto or I don't know what is Chester Cheetah maybe is his name I don't know. Uh, I obviously, note. I don't eat enough Cheetos. I need to note for my viewers that this is not sponsored by the Cheeto Company. Thank you. Yeah, no. keep going. No, I think they're owned by Fritos. Actually, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
that's a lot of nitrogen. Where's all the nitrogen gas coming from that these people are pumping into our chips? I don't know. And I would, is it good to be eating all this nitrogen gas or to have your face over the bag as you get blasted with nitrogen? Exactly. When you that's open I'm the, wondering. Hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm wondering the same thing. I, I don't want nitrogen blasts in my face. Um, yeah. Now, let's see. Oh, here's one for you. Here's my theory. I think that um, I think that as we move forward in time, there are going to be more and more accidents on motorcycles by driven by white supremacists. <laughs> uh, statistically, you'd probably be right. I, my, I'm sorry. My mind was in such a different place because uh, <laughs> I, I Google, okay, wait, wait, I got to explain this. We'll come back to this motorcycle yeah. thing here in a sec, but uh, I Googled Chester Cheetah, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And he is there. He exists. And the first thing that pops up is his Twitter account. So, of course, I went on his Twitter account. Naturally. And the, the last thing that he said was, look at yourself straight in the eyes and repeat after me. I am spicy yet lovable. I am cheesy yet flaming hot. I am a snack. Hashtag flaming hot affirmations. And you just, wow. yeah, you explain that to, to me. Cause uh, I don't, I don't know how to process that at all. I, it's some sort of self-affirmation. I mean, like they're trying to make you feel good if you're flaming, see flaming. They're, they're trying to make you feel good. Like, okay. Even though you ate above the serving size, you or ate the 33, you ate the 33 and, and he's saying it's okay. It's okay, and, and I think he's also saying, you know, on another level, if you're flaming hot, it's okay. So, like, pro-gay. Am I allowed to say gay, or is that, like, is that word not allowed anymore? No, I think, I think you're allowed to, to say that. Uh, what are you? Are you, like, a, what are you, a millennial? What are you from again? I really like the the new uh, the new name that was given to my generation, which was just Gen F. Because <laughs> you guys are F. <laughs> I like that one, um, but uh, I what am I? I don't know. I'm like I'm in the I'm in the middle basically of of what uh, I don't know. Like what's on both sides Gen, of you? Gen what? Gen Z is it? And the uh, Gen Z, I think, which is like 2000 something, and then Millennials, which is ends in 1995 or something. Okay. I don't know. Right. Don't get Lydia in this call because you know she'll she'll let me know. I I think she's left us. <laughs> <laughs> my own daughter, my own daughter who helped me set up this podcast, left. Um, that's sad. But anyway, yeah. So. <laughs> Back to the Harleys. 
Did I say I didn't say Harley at first, or did I? No, you said yeah. Don't don't bring Harley into this. Well, I have. You to. said I didn't okay. want to bring them in, but I think they're a part of it because what's going on is, I my suggestion is that as we move forward in time, the percentage uh, of people who ride and people get in accidents, the, the accidents mm. are increasing um, percentage wise moving forward, and I think it's because. Um, Harley has come out with a battery powered bike. All right. So Uh, that's, that's not cool. That's what I'm saying. All right. So you've got all these, you know, big biker sort of white supremacist type guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, right. And they, um, they all have like Harley's big, big hogs. Right. Yeah. What? But now it's battery powered. It's like totally quiet, like a like a Toyota Prius. So how Uh, do you roar up on somebody and scare the crap out of them if you can't even make any noise with your with your pipes? Actually, I I think I see how this is. I I actually no. I'm I'm amazed that you haven't seen what is (laughs) happening here. So um, no, I'm serious. I'm I'm amazed that you haven't with all your you know infinite theory wisdom haven't seen through this like i just did okay Okay. so (laughs) so okay so we talked about earlier in the podcast these these japanese men you know are are you know all effeminate now the women aren't aren't liking them i mean what is more masculine than than showing up riding a motorcycle right now that's not going to fly in Japan having these loud, obnoxious, you know, all, all these, all these motorcycles, but, but over there, it's not like, you know, all the Suzuki motorcycles, they don't make these big, you know, Harley Davidson motorcycles. They make these little tiny ones that go like 200 miles an hour. Right. So, yeah. and plus you want to well, avoid, I mean, remember that Kim Jong-un is lobbing missiles over at you, you need right? Smaller, so you need something fast, fast <laughs> so, and smaller, less of a target, right? Okay. okay. I so but so I mean, what what better way to to you know bring back masculinity than to than to have these giant just manly motorcycles that that aren't killing the environment because you know japan doesn't want that but but they still have the look of the harley i assume right so they're still like these big you know the handlebars above your head kind of harleys and and the women are from are gonna start flocking back to these guys i mean i think it's it's a power play on the japanese market wow and you're amazed that i didn't just see that right off the top because i've seen that yeah, it's obvious. I mean, because because things catch on here in America. Well, no, here's how it goes: things catch on in Japan, <laughs> then they catch on here in America. Yeah, and then happens. they go back to Japan because they're they're using like these Nokia flip phones right now. Why? It's like that's like the '90s, yeah, but we're back. but we're we're here. So I'm thinking the the motorcycles are going to go over to that market. I mean, it's it's cyclical. It's just it's going to happen. Oh. You didn't so mean we're to say actually, cyclical, did you? Like a cycle. Yeah, like well, it goes motor, over there and then it like comes a, back. Yeah, like a motorcycle. Yeah. See, now you're getting you're getting it the picture now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I, I'm just concerned. 
if I'm, let's say, just your run-of-the-mill white supremacist, and (laughs) and I let's just say I want to chase some people around and you know cause trouble, right? I come roaring up on them, except it's not roaring; it's like really silent because it's this battery-powered thing. And no matter how fast I come up, it's totally silent. So, Mm -hmm. like, they don't even hear me coming. So I, I didn't scare them. In fact, I have to scream at them for them to even turn around. <laughs> right. Then they turn around, and what do I do? Well, I've been trained all my life to rev my engine and show them what a big, bad, fat, mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I want them to see that. I want them to feel that. And so I start revving like crazy, but I'm not hearing anything. There's no feedback. It's totally silent. And so I rev to like accidentally up to like 150 miles an hour. <laughs> And the thing kicks into gear <laughs> and I just spin out and, you know, like have a, have a wreck shortly thereafter. And that's right. why I think that there's going to be an increased number of, of wrecks, you know, for the, for this particular demographic. Yeah. And I'm kind of yeah, surprised. I could see that. And I'm surprised yeah. you didn't see that. I mean, cause I really, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty clear to me. Yeah. What, what is it with, fuel inefficiency as a measure to manliness in a, in a way because you see these people driving these like hummers around right and they're just looking for the next gas station to stop at and um and that's all they do it's just <laughs> that, that's all they can do right or else they're gonna have to push it which good luck pushing your hummer around right i mean that thing right. weighs more than a tank so so this uh, is what turns the women on is that they're so focused on one thing and that's finding the next gas station that, <laughs> that you're so focused I think that's attractive to the opposite sex. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, they, they like that, that passion, you know, that, that drive. Right. Because imagine of being able to. Right. Because imagine if you were, you know, in some fuel efficient little car that like never needs filling up. So you don't even have to think about where the next station is. So you're cruising around thinking about all this other stuff. And of course the women are bored with whatever you're thinking about because they're women. They're not you. And they don't like whatever you're thinking about. And you're far more predictable and understandable um, and, frankly, manipulable, easily manipulated. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) If you have a one-track mind and there's only one thing on it, and that is where's the next gas station? Mm Because then she can just put a tray of food down in front of you and you just grunt and say, woman, gas station and she's like that way and you know she points points you towards the gas station that's all she has right. to really say to you then she can yeah. go shopping or whatever she wants to do you know yeah. become a president think, uh, of a multinational corporation whatever she's into yeah yeah just a thought definitely well here i'll tell you what you need to speed run one last theory past me because yeah. i just looked at the phone and yeah, we've my been phone's going. on one well, my phone's on one percent. Okay, so here it goes. You, you have to like speed run this thing. Okay, here it is. My theory is that um that the whoever created Pokeballs was some sort of angry, evil social psychologist. Okay. Okay. Why? And the the why is because when you're in line, you've probably noticed this, when you're in line trying to get your Pokeball, you're like the only one that doesn't know what you want. There's so many choices, it's overwhelming. 
And there's all these combinations of tastes that you don't even, you can't even begin to appreciate. It's like squid with octopus or should I put some crab sauce on there? And all these things, we don't know the answers. We don't know the combinations. We, it's not like saying I'd like ketchup on my burger. It's a lot harder. So you feel yeah. what? You feel pressured. You feel under pressure. You're anxiety. You, everybody seems to know what they want, but you don't know what you're wanting. You're holding up the line. So mm -hmm. um, I'm just thinking whoever invented these things, you know, had some sort of evil intention. Yeah, they do offer a lot of a lot of choices, but I mean, isn't the flavor of life just, you know, seeing what comes to you? Just, you know, just taking that choice and saying, you know what, I'll take the octopus and the squid and I'll worry about it later. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, I tell you what, um, I don't know how to dismiss you. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. I think his phone died, and that's okay because I was just about to try to figure out how to dismiss him from this anyway. Um, at this point, I've got to figure out now how to dismiss my guest. Hang on. Let me look at this. There it is. Okay. So I'm going to, well, he's gone already. He dismissed himself by accident, and that's cool. So look. I would like to thank my son, Isaac, again, for his participation on this inaugural Wacky Theories podcast, episode number one, ground zero tonight. We went a long time, two hours. And yeah, if you survive this long, more power to you. But I'm coming back at you every Tuesday and Thursday night. I'm coming at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time in the United States. That's your East Coast, Atlanta, New York, Miami. And um, I wish I could somehow summarize what we discussed tonight, but that would be impossible. I wish I could wrap it all together in some meaningful way, but that would be impossible. I just want to thank you all for tuning in um, to Taco's podcast, and we'll be back to catch you next time. Until then, stay wacky. And you know what? There was one other thing I wanted to do. Let me show you this beautiful kitty cat. She's the reason I'm doing this. It all began with her. That is uh, my sweet cat, originally named Mittens, but came affectionately to be known as Pit Viper. And Pit Viper is no longer with us, but I promised her that I would go forward with this dream of doing a podcast. So Pit Viper, this first episode was for you. I love you. I miss you. And I will keep doing it in your name. Everybody, good night. See you on Thursday. Until then, stay wacky.